Ain't no thing but a G thing, baby. Two low die G's going crazy. My mom started to loosen up then because at first she wouldn't let me listen to music that had all that cussing and everything in it. I would try to sneak and listen to it anyway. I remember my first rap CD I bought was Cool G Rap Road to Riches, and that's very uncommon being that I'm a young cat from the South. You would expect for us to listen to Two Live Crew, Poison Clan, telling everybody, shake what your mama gave you. For me, I've always been intrigued by what a person had to say. I would always be considered a listener, even though I would always give my input as well. Just got to know when to talk and when to listen. Sometimes that's where I conflict that because I talk more than I listen, but that's just a passion though. That's just a passion. I, that's just me. That's my personality. And a lot of people don't know how to handle a person who has a strong opinion who have a strong personality. Well, they're going to have to learn because that's one side of me that'll never die down. Now, about this culinary topic, I'm sitting here at work and a conversation about Donald Trump came up. Me personally, I told everyone, I don't really think Donald Trump a racist, you know, because black people, we always want to make color an issue for everything. You never want to take the initiative to realize that you could be your own downfall. White people that make you pull up, pull out that gun and rob that and kill that person. You know, white people that make you go to jail. Those are decisions that you made because in life we have this thing called choices, and when you make the wrong choices, there are consequences for your choices, for your decisions rather. But like I said, I said, I don't feel like Trump is a racist. I feel like he's just a straight out insensitive asshole. That's what I feel Trump is. Because if you really get money, Trump going to sit back and associate himself with his own kind. People that's getting money. But we sit back, ah, oh, he's dancing. They got these pictures floating around with... Trump standing behind his mother and his father. They got Ku Klux Klan outfits on that. It may be Photoshop, it may be not, but because a person parents decide to do something and instill these these thoughts into a person that this particular person or this group of people or this kind of way or that kind of way doesn't necessarily mean that as they get older and they mature and they experience life for themselves, that they're going to feel that way. So I'm trying to explain this to one of my patients, with two of my patients. One of the guys, he's older. He's like 57, 58 years old. He's going to tell me, I grew up in the Midwest. I experienced a lot of stuff. My family's from South Carolina. I'm like, hey, yeah, yeah, that's all good. And daddy, my mama was born and raised in the South. My mama marched with Hosea Williams. My mama was them little kids that had to drink out of black water fountains, had to use black restrooms, had to go in a black area of the store, had to sit in the back of the bus. You didn't have to go through that. 
your mama and your daddy, yeah, they from the South. They went through it, but you ain't go through that. So how can you speak on something that you have no clue about? Where did you experience your racism at? That's what I wanted to know. I understand they had the riots in the 60s in Detroit, but where did you really experience your racism? Is your knowledge coming from actual facts? Personal experience facts, that's what I'm getting at. Or did your experience come from a book that you read? Is that's where you're getting your facts from? Because everything that you read is not factual. Things that people read is another person's opinion. So he kind of got upset. Like always, I told him to get over it. Point blank, period. I said, my mama's 72 years old. He said, well, my mama 86. I said, well, guess what? Both our parents older than you. So how you gonna tell me? I said, I'm right here. I I converse with civil rights leaders and activists to this day. As a matter of fact, one of them, which is from Detroit, is my godparent. Much respect. Love him like he was my real father. He fought for the rights of not just blacks, but anyone who was impoverished. Had a story to tell. Had two daughters. Wife walked out and left him when they were kids. Never had an opportunity to hold his babies in his arms turn to drugs and alcohol as a means to cope. It was his coping mechanism to deal with the fact that he lost his children. His wife walked out on him. So because of that, instead of allowing himself to be sunken deeper and deeper and deeper into this dark abyss, he decided, I'm going to take this negativity and turn it into a positive. But not a day went by that this man didn't think about his daughters who are now in their 30s, have kids, he's a grandfather. And man, you never seen your kids grow up, but just to be able to see your grandchildren will kind of help fill this void. And that's the one thing that he's longing for. This man started an organization called New Cup. And inside that organization, like I said, he had gone into the impoverished communities and taught kids how to read and write. Some of these kids nowadays grew up to be teachers in the medical field. Someone fell to the wayside. But it's a lot of kids whose lives he really touched for the better. And all those kids, including myself, because the Big Brother program turned me down when I was a child because they said I knew my father. But my father was never a factor in my life. I could never pick up the phone to call my father and ask for advice. So with that being said, that allowed me to make decisions that I shouldn't have made. Skipping school, doing drugs. I used to play sports, man. I mean, everybody have some regrets some point in their life, but... I don't allow my regrets to dictate who I am and where I'm gonna go. Well, 
through this organization, like I said, we're teaching kids how to read and write. Teaching them how to be wholesome adults into this world, into society. Not become a product of society. You know, this is the person who I have the utmost respect for. When I was 16 years old, we had gone to Stone Mountain for a camping trip. Now, how many black folks you know know about camping that grew up in the city of Atlanta? None. I mean, bro, we know about mortar buses and, you know, outcasts and all that. We know about camping. First time I had me a, what I guess you call a, a 10-4 meal where we wrapped the chicken and the corn up and four and threw it in the fire. Well, me and a couple of guys, we was like, you know, we ain't trying to be around here. We ain't, we don't know nothing about no camping. We had to go pee and have our bowel movements in a bathroom that didn't have no lights. So I'm like, man, what kind of crap is this? I ain't used to this. But the whole point he was trying to make is to show us that there's a whole nother aspect of life. The luxuries that you have, you need to cherish those luxuries because it could be so much more. It could be so worse, so much more worse than what it is, within what you're going through. You may lack something, but you're still better off than some people. Well, we didn't appreciate that. So, me and a couple of guys, I remember this one, Cross Color was bumping. So, you know, I had a few little chest hairs or whatever, not too much. I had my Cross Color jacket. You know, I still got that. It was green and yellow. Put my Cross Color jacket on. I ain't had no shirt underneath so I could let my man boobs jump in case I met a little young lady out there. Had my little tan jeans on. Had my Patrick Ewans. You really couldn't tell me I wasn't jazzy. I think I was a fly stinger. It was about three or four of us. So some kind of way we snuck through the woods because we wanted to go to a laser show. So uh, we snuck through the woods, and next thing you know, we had the laser show. We walking around. It was like, oh, my God. The laser show at Stone Mountain is very beautiful. It was just like, oh, goodness. Well, we didn't know that he suspected that something like this was going to happen anyway. So they had called the police. And here we go. Now we running through the woods, jumping over trenches and ditches and everything. And then we get back to the camp. We didn't even know where we was going, so don't ask me how we got back to the camp. And we got to the camp, shouted. That joke was crazy because the popo was right there looking for, right there waiting on us. So then, you know, we trying to be Mr. Big and Bad or whatever. We told the popos, hey man, get that light out my face, shouted. This ain't what you want. Yeah, I'm like, bro, I'm from the birds. I ain't got, hey, I mean, you know, I ain't no punk. But, you know, being hardcore like that wasn't even a factor. So, I'm saying, and that's the, you know, the cops was like, it was two white dudes. They was like, oh, since y'all want to be bad, come on and get in this car. Mr. Lewis, let them take us. At first, it was hot. And then, I'm sitting here like, look, man, I ain't no punk. It's hot. I need you to turn that AC on. Man, they froze our asses out in the back seat of that police car. 
drove a little bit, turned around, brought us back to the campground, shined the lights on us, told us how stupid we were. <laughs> I never forget. I was sitting, that was the most embarrassing moment. Then he told my mama. What he do that for? When he told my mama when I got home, she da 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 up. Beat the brake shoes off of me. See, back then, that's when they had the old Sam, and you know, truly sport, spatter rod, sport a child, and people actually live by that. But nine days, you da 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 up, you got the laws knocking on you, though. Because kids, I mean, y'all kids got too many rights, to be honest with you, because if. You had to grow up the way me and my folks grew up. A child stay in a child place, and that was it, point blank, period. Mr. Lewis just was an amazing person, though. Took that as a learning experience. You think that that would have been something that uh, calmed you down a little bit, but, you know, at life, we still decided that we going to go our own route, do our own thing. You know, this man had a major impact. So with that being said, it helped mold me into the individual that I am right now. So when I'm talking to these guys at work, I don't really think they understand where I'm coming from because when you listen to the conversation, they're very angry. They blame white people for everything. Everything, yeah, four, five hundred years of slavery and captivity. People still mad with Kanye because, yeah, everybody, man, Kanye is stupid. He's an idiot. We're going to establish that right now. Now he's turning around and saying it was taken out of context. Well, first of all, you don't make assumptions, suggestions, without really having some type of weight to back up what you're trying to say. And then in the same sentence, you screaming, let's make America great again. There's so many people who fought just for civil liberty, civil rights amongst people in poor urban communities who died, Mega Evers, Martin Luther King, Stokey Carmichael, Malcolm X for black people, and so many more. For black people to have these rights that we have to this day and for you to make such an insensitive comment, that's just exemplified the top level of coonery. And I'm talking to these guys and they're so angry, man. They're so angry. And I feel like if black people really want to get ahead in life, man, we got to get ahead for ourselves. We can't be out here buying the latest J's, man. Instead of buying a book, people who got money, you sit here, you patronize the Migos, you patronize Young Thug, all these people that's out here making this money, but now one of those artists that y'all idolizing are giving back to the hood. They're not bringing jobs to people in their own communities. But they're splurging money, though. They're wasting money. Now, if you study our history, especially 
Massa Musa, richest man to this day recorded in history. Net worth is like $400 billion when you're in the continent of Africa when you have all these natural resources, you know, that match up with diamonds, gold, textiles, and sugar, and coffee, and all that, man. We are naturally with flamboyant people. If you just study through our history, you'll know we're naturally flamboyant people. Look at the Egyptians. Gold cups, gold everything. But then, they also had dynasties. Kings and queens had kingdoms. They ain't the average Joe out here who got a little bit of change and went and bought their little Bentley. Went to get a mouth full of gold teeth and diamond. Can't even speak using standard English. Too stupid to realize that B is the second letter of the alphabet. Coonery. But then we feel like we deserve so much more from these folk. Every time something happens. Pants hanging off your ass. Calling and degrading your women, your black queen, calling them B's and H's, and the same woman, the same female that you calling a B and an H is somebody's daughter. So is your mama. So if I was to walk up and call your mama a B or an H, you're going to get upset. But it's okay for you to refer to another female as a B or an H. People don't understand that that right there is turning our communities against one another. Coonery. So I'm being told basically that I'm just young and dumb because I don't look at things on the surface. Work hard for everything I want. So if I want nice things, I work hard for them. God told me. Because somebody tried to break into my vehicle, it was the product of the white man. And I'm looking down to the product of the white man. So you trying to say white? The white boy went to this cat and was like, "Hey, shorty, I want you to go to this man's car. I want you to pop this nigga lock. I want you to get in this car. I want you to drive off. Well, if I'm sitting at a red light." I want you to hop out the car, put two bullets in his head, drag him out the car, and I want you to pull off. I look at that as choices, poor choices. And we all hard until we in that jail cell. But uh, on that note though, we gonna take a little break. The throat getting a little dry. Give me a little sip of water. But while we taking this break, I got my little cousin I want y'all to check out named Jack Moon. Name of the song is Roller Coaster. And we'll be back shortly. So y'all, don't forget about me. Because your boy will be back for shiggly. Yeah. 
That's my little cousin, Roller Coaster. Song totally banging. And that's going to be something we're going to focus in on the next episode when we start talking about dreams because that little guy right there, I remember as a little youngin', you know, he was dancing like Michael Jackson and messed up tenders in his foot and everywhere his feet and do cricket, wicked little dance moves been singing this whole life just love entertaining so i mean this guy right here is amazing you can find roller coaster on youtube right now sitting at seven thousand almost eight thousand views so definitely definitely man looking for the support look cuz is jamming when i tell you look cuz is jamming he jamming you can also reach him on Twitter, Facebook, and IG, as well as email. Twitter, Facebook, and IG is The Jack Moon. And it's spelled T H E J A Q M O O N. That's for Twitter, Facebook, and IG. You can email them at T H E J A Q M O O N at gmail.com so that's the jack moon at gmail.com telling you you getting a real true entertainer straight up someone who gonna bring it to you rugged raw each and every time but back to our conversation at hand though i don't want to get off track of our coonery because this is something that we see on a day-to-day basis man and the whole thing is how are we going to change that? Well, in order to change it, you got to change the mentality of people. People just sit back and have so much knowledge in the world. But then when you ask them the question, what exactly are you doing to make the situation better? They have no answer for it. Outside of just sitting and congregating amongst a whole bunch of people just jaw jacking 
Well, we could do that. That's barbershop talk. That's cigar shop talk. Where we lounge and we just having a conversation. But if you're really adamant about everything that we're facing as a people, then you got to do something. You have to use your platform some kind of way, shape, form, or fashion to get your point across. Until then, you're going to be considered as a coon. When you sit out here, like I said before, you at City Trends, waiting for the next J's to come out, but you won't pick up a book, you are a coon. When you have kids and you sit here, you don't go to the PTA meetings. You don't go to your city council meetings and speak and find out what's going on in your neighborhood. You are a coon. If you just sit back on your butt, collect the government assistance because you're too sorry to get up and get out and get something like Goody Bob say, you are a coon. There's no other way to put it. But then you feel like you want more, and but you want people to give it to you. Everybody I know, friend, family, and foe, even foe, worked hard for this. It don't matter how you get it, but you get it. They work hard. They out here putting in the grind every day. When you got somebody sitting at home just receiving, just receiving, especially after your hard-earned tax dollars that's being paid, we paying, getting pennies on a dollar, paying so much back into this federal government, your state government, your Medicare, your Medicaid, and then you get pennies on a dollar. Helping somebody else look good while you struggle. And then they okay with it. That's what you call coonery. See, the changing of the mentality is something that I, I'm trying to figure out myself. That may be like a science project or some shit. Because how do you change a person's mentality? How do you get someone to try something totally different? In a way that is positive though. You know, I mean, we'll try... The, na- the latest drug out here, you know, oh, snap, we got Tyno G. Well, Tyno G, 10 times fire than me smoking perp. But then we won't sit back and read a book called The New Jim Crow. But we'll sit back and read Facebook all day long. And Facebook make a lot of y'all coons, historians, mathematicians and I guarantee you 85 to 90 percent of that stuff you read on Facebook is falsified information there's no facts to sit back and back up any of these arguments but it made people feel like they smart the only way that you really gonna make something out yourself and put yourself on a totally different pedestal is if you work hard you put the elbow grease in and you just grind it out. When your light dim at the end of that tunnel, you see it. And you just you stand, you just crawl and you fight through everything to get to the end of that tunnel. Because you know at the end of that tunnel, it's just like that rainbow. It's a pot of gold. See, that's people that's out here every day that's working hard to 
to be somebody because they want something that, you know, they're just pissed off because it seems like the more and more they do to try to do right, they get nothing in return. But you keep crawling, though. You keep crawling. Because you know why you, but the thing is, though, why you crawling this is what, it's not just an easy crawl. It's not a plain surface. You get what I'm saying? You getting bit by bugs, thicker brow bushes, everything. My wife's sitting over here playing on the phone and I'm over here talking, man. And see, that's what you call coonery. Love of the death. We done made them vibes, so I'm stuck with a coon for the rest of my life. And she'll probably say the same thing about me. But guess what, though? It is what it is. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Crawling through that tunnel. You got bugs. You got sticker brown bushes. You got potholes. Everything that can just be a deterrent for, for you. To make you want to turn around, but you still crawling. You still crawling. And it seemed like the closer you get to that light, now it seemed like it's further and further away because you got everything in your waist trying to stop you. But you keep crawling. And then when you get to the end of that tunnel and that light shine brighter than ever, that's what we call a breakthrough. See, it's a lot of turbulence you're going to have to get get go through if you want to get somewhere and you know my pastor told me man you always know when you about to have a, a breakthrough because when you close to your breakthrough you finna go through a whole lot of hell those are the people I respect because they never give up see crawling through that tunnel may not be overnight Crawling through that tunnel comes from years of, could be years of preparation, years of hardship, struggle, trife, everything. But when you get there, you can finally sigh, take that deep breath. And once you take that deep breath and release, one thing you could say is that you finally made it. Everything that you worked hard for. Now, you're not a coon no more. Because a coon don't do that. The first sign of turbulence, a coon going to turn around. Man, shoot, shout it, man. They got all them bugs, man. All them potholes, shout it, man. Dang, man. They, when they when they paid them streets and smoothed it out, then I'll go back. But right now, it's too rocky. Or when you finna dig that well while it's dry land, you're going to dig all day long. You accept the fact that you're going to get muddy, you know what I mean, get dirty or whatever, you know, but it's dry land. So you got your shovel, and you dig, and you dig, and then you digging for water. That's right, H2O, aqua. You steadily digging. But then you go in the house. Next thing you know, you go in the house to get you something to drink because you're thirsty. The whole forecast unchanged. You know, you still looking, you want to look for water, but guess what? Now that water ain't just regular dirt no more. That water became sand, became mud, I meant. 
and everybody know mud is thicker than dirt. The consistency is a whole lot thicker than dirt. So instead of you going out there and digging through that mud because the whole purpose of your survival is to get to this water so you can nurture, you can fertilize it, you'll have, you can feed your family, you can cook with it, you can bathe with it. You put it on hold because it ain't dirt no more. It's mud, which is a thicker form of dirt because of the consistency. And you never come back to it. So now, later on, in your mind, this is what you saying, man. I wish I would have did this. Or if I would have did this a certain kind of way. Or if I would have just went on out there. And that's years down the line. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. But it's that person that look at that mud and be like, you will not conquer me. I'm going to conquer you. This is for me. This is for my family. This is for my survival. And I'm finna ride this thing on out, shawty. Them the ones who got that breakthrough. You call yourself a well digger. Because once you got and you dug all the way down, shawty, and you hit that water and that water sprout up, you can feed your family. You can fertilize your crops. You can, you know, bathe. All that stuff. All of the above. So we got to go through turbulence to get where we need to be. That's just that's just life in general. But in order for us to get that, we got to change our mindset, though. Black people, we got to we gotta close that whole coonery mindset. Because nobody owes you a damn thing. You owe everything one to the most high god himself and then the others is to your family to yourself it's not just you who's depending on you so you can't be selfish but until we change that mentality we gonna always be a second class citizen and a lot of the times it's because we allow ourselves to be that we gotta demand what we and when we demand what we want, we got to let it go. We got to fight, let it go. I'm going to tell you what I want. You're going to give it to me, and I ain't going to say nothing else about it. It's a time for everything. But uh, on that note, I'm just going to let you ride out, man, to a little bit of jazz music. You know, just, just let you hear what kind of zone I'm in right now. People, we gotta get rid of that coonery mentality because we are kings, we are queens, the builder of civilizations, kingdoms. You can't be a king without a kingdom. So we gotta change for real. With that being said, y'all hold it down. Thank you for peeping out. It's Sir Jenkins Radio. You can reach me at sirjenkins.radio at yahoo.com. Again, that's sirjenkins.radio at yahoo.com. Jenkins is spelled J-A-N-K-I-N-S. Sir Jenkins Radio on IG. Sir Jenkins Radio on Twitter. 
Y'all hold it down. Be easy. And peace out. Thank you for tuning in where you guarantee to win. It's your host with the most who keep that flavored hope. Guarantee to plant a seed that you're so going to need. Until next time, people. Thank you for tuning in to Sir Jenkins Radio. (laughs) 